0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com <laughs> I have to tell you something I'm really encouraged about, very encouraged about. And this is on the energy subject. Before we go into elements of Transformation Tuesday, I've had a lot of praise for joe manchin along the way because this is a man of principle doesn't mean i always agree with him doesn't always do what i'd like for him to do we've got a nomination to a top regulatory post of the federal reserve (laughs) all right let's have the conversation about the federal reserve another time in general but at least on this position joe manchin has expressed his opposition to this particular woman and i want you to hear the reason why he pointed to raskin's position her name is sarah bloom raskin pointed to her position on energy amid soaring inflation saying her past statements have failed to satisfactorily address my concerns about the critical importance of financing and all of the above energy policy to meet our nation's critical energy needs I've come to the conclusion I'm unable to support her nomination to serve as a member of the Federal Reserve Board. Good for him. He's taken a stand because of what I just described to you in the first hour. These folks don't support in all-of-the-above policy. They're saying it's green energy or bust. And they don't care who loses jobs. They don't care how much you have to pay for energy right now. I'm saying let this whole process work itself out over time in a way that's affordable for everybody. But we've got bureaucrats who want to force this. They're not going to pay for this in a way that's going to be unaffordable to them. They're fine. It's you who will pay the price and struggle to pay, I might add. Because of my abounding generosity, let's go out to a call from Steve in Charlotte. Good morning, Steve. Welcome.
1: Uh, morning, Vance. <clears throat> I was reading an article as you were speaking, it says, uh, online says is Germany making too much renewable energy? And uh, they're producing about 40% of their uh, energy from renewables. Uh, the issue they're having <clears throat> is they are, uh, they're kind of building the, the plane as they're flying. And so the problem that they point out in renewables is it's not consistent. In other words, some days you have no wind. You may have normal wind, and other days you may have a gale, and that you may can actually overload the system with too much energy unless you, you have the apparatus there. The other problem is the days that the wind doesn't blow, the sun doesn't shine, They don't have uh, the apparatus to store excess energy for those days when it's down. And uh, they went into the idea that, you know how a car is a hybrid? You have, uh, sometimes it's uh, the electrical and then uh, other times uh, you go to traditional gas. They're saying, well, you might need to have a combination of both. That when you need uh, a consistent energy source, that you still have natural gas, some type of of, of fossil fuel to support the system, so you may end up with a hybrid of both.
0: And and there's nothing wrong with that. Do you object to that at all? I don't, Steve.
1: No. Whatever is efficient and works well for the American. But but the point is, it's going to take time to develop it, and it's great you have one you know, the the energy-producing source ready, but there's a lot of backup uh, uh, apparatus that needs to be developed, and uh, you, you don't, the old saying, you don't want to put the cart before the horse.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's a great way to put it. Uh, very much appreciate your call this morning, Steve. Some pearls of wisdom. Uh, Daniel has been on hold forever, it seems like. Uh, Daniel, welcome to the broadcast are you still there Daniel maybe not we will uh, perhaps hear from Daniel another time I think this was also on an energy issue I want to quickly get to a couple of items for transformation Tuesday uh, you might call this the good the bad and the ugly <laughs> in terms of items for transformation Tuesday let me start with the really good I appreciate when people are able to put their devotion to their country aside long enough to be critical, where being critical is necessary. Let me give you an example. Christian Headlines reporting on this, Russian Evangelical leader apologizes to Ukrainian Christians for the invasion. I mourn what my country has done. In fact, this leader has issued a statement apologizing to Ukrainian Christians. His name is Vitaly Vlasenko, General Secretary of the Russian Evangelical Alliance, expressing his grievances about the war in an open letter. And I might add, I would suggest that what he's doing here is probably very dangerous and very costly to him. As the General Secretary of the Russian Evangelical Alliance, I mourn what my country has done in its recent military invasion of another sovereign country, Ukraine. For me, as for many other Christians, the military invasion was a shock. In the worst case scenario, I could not imagine what is now being observed in Ukraine. Two peoples closely related to each other, many of whom are deeply devoted to the Christian, primarily Orthodox faith, are now in a fierce battle one side pursuing the goal of demilitarizing Ukraine, the other seeking to save their country from occupation. Vlasenko goes on to note that many Christians and Ukrainians are suffering because they have family members living in the opposite country. A Russian may have daughters and grandchildren living in Kiev. A Ukrainian may have children living and working in Moscow. Today, pain, fear, and deep sorrow. For their loved ones and the future of their own lives in countries pierce the hearts of many people like lightning because since the second world war no one knows what the limits of war and its consequences may be in his letter vlasenko shared how he has attempted to stop the military conflict including sending an open letter to russian president vladimir putin a day before the invasion voicing his support for requests from ukrainian religious leaders for a peaceful solution to all conflict i applaud this guy story goes on here according to christianity today the rea also conducted periods of fasting and prayer for peace between both countries as well as public prayer for with russian ukrainian and european leaders for the reconciliation of all parties so far the RAE has offered aid to over 500 Ukrainian refugees who fled to southern Russia in closing Lysenko prayed that Ukrainian Christians would be strengthened in the Lord forgive the Russians and stand together as the people of God to our world may our heavenly father help us all I applaud this I love what he says here I mourn what my country has done are we able to do this as Americans? Can we look? And I'm not talking about looking back through 200 years of history in the here and now. Are there things that we can and should mourn about that our country has done? I can give you an example that I know in recent years what we did in Libya, for instance what was that all about what was that all about why the suffering that is caused and we can have a conversation about other things that we've engaged in as a country and we appropriately Christians should mourn, not celebrate not cheerlead because our party was in control at the time, whatever it is, there's a place for mourning. Blessed are those who mourn. I'm running a little bit long here. Stay with us more in Transformation Tuesday, coming up. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Doncic. deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste.
1: Or if you overcame,
0: tour is, tour.
1: you deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Back on the broadcast over on the text line. This person says anyone in Russia speaks against war or gets thrown in jail. The reports, one of the Russian Orthodox priests finally preached against war, got jailed. Not surprising. Also this. I'm forever grateful for being born in this country, the Carolinas, but I don't claim America. I'm an individual. I might be selfish, but the country does not represent me, so I don't claim it. Screw it. Wow. Eee. Wasn't necessarily encouraging that, but Hey, people have different opinions, and I respect them all. Just just saying. A couple of other quick items here I want to go into. You've heard me talk about the Western Gospel. The Western Gospel that allows, uh, whereas we see Jesus, the suffering Jesus... We have the all-profiting, always-happy, always-everything-works-out-wonderfully Christianity promoted by a lot of the mega-churches. Steve Crosby has a great observation on this from Hebrews 5, 6, and 7. You're a priest in this age according to the order of Melchizedek, referring referring to Jesus. I just finished reading through that section. Us. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! He's made us a kingdom of priests also. Next verse. (laughs) Context is so important, isn't it? Referring to Jesus, who in the days of his flesh offered prayers with loud cries and tears. Mm. Us, in response to this... If we just have enough faith in what the Bible says, we can have success and wealth and health and happiness. Don't confess anything negative. See how out of kilter we are, folks? You know, it, what's really interesting to me, and I didn't, even, I didn't plan this. I'm serious, folks. Remember what I said to you in the last story about the leader of the church and his sense of mourning about war? What's happening in Hebrews five seven? Here's a Jesus who's, who, in the days of his flesh, was offering prayers with loud crying and tears. He's a man of brokenness. What are we promoting? We just have enough faith in what the Bible says. We have success, wealth, health, and happiness. Don't confess anything negative. And I've told you, one of my pet peeves lately are these people, and I see this all over social media. Oh, I don't want to be any negative energy around me. No negative energy. No negative energy. I hear a commercial every single day where they're talking about, you know, divorce people. Don't keep your old ring. There's negative energy attached to it. These are the most superstitious people I've ever met in my entire life. I got news for you. There ain't no such thing as energy. You <laughs> want to talk about spirits? We can have some throwdown conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, to this, Steve Crosby says we've got some fine hermene- hermeneutics going on when we can take these scriptures and completely dismiss the full context and go where we go. Uh, one of my last things, and uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, I promise. But I have to comment on this, because this this just grieved my heart when I saw it. and I've seen this. I have experienced this in a church I was a part of years ago. Same kind of thing. Uh, before I go into this, one of my—I was just having this conversation with my good friend, who is listening to this program right now. Hope all's going well in the classroom on this B-Day for you. (laughs) My friend knows what that means. But one of the things I find a lot of times when Christians proclaim that they have set up a church that is for some particular purpose, a good part of the time, a stronghold of the very opposite exists there. I'll tell you what I mean by that. There was a church I was a part of years ago that no longer exists. There's a couple of those. One of them referred to itself as a caring church for hurting people. And what I found was it was a place that really hurt a lot of people. (sighs) this happens a lot of times churches will give them give themselves these names and maybe it's aspirational but sometimes the stronghold of the very opposite is so pronounced there it is it's almost demonic case in point grace community church and i know this is going to upset some of you i'm not a fan of john macarthur i assume you know he's brother in the lord i don't despise him i absolutely abhor much of his theology and the way that he operates. And this is why I say this church. And many others like it are so profoundly misnamed. Christian headlines reporting Grace Community Church leaders under fire for excommunicating wife who refused to stay with abusive husband. Recently uncovered video of a 2002 church service shows Pastor John MacArthur... Publicly naming a woman who, he says, forsaked her husband, a man now living and serving time in prison for aggravated child molestation, corporal injury to a child, and child abuse. In this video, MacArthur spoke during an evening service at Grace Community Church. He said he needed to talk about a sad situation. This is what the Lord says. He wants discipline to be put out of the church, to be public, publicly shamed, to be put away from fellowship. In this this case, it applies to Eileen Gray. MacArthur said Gray had left her husband, David Gray, after she reported to the church elders he was mentally and physically abusive. Can I just say here, I would love to see people like this charged with a crime. A crime. Because that's what it is. I will go on. He said Gray rejected all the instruction and counsel of the elders all instruction from the word of god he also told the church to pray for her and to treat her as an unbeliever for all we know she may be oh my goodness macarthur has not responded to requests for comments about this 2002 sermon David's now serving 21 years to life in a California prison for his convictions for aggravated child molestation, corporal injury to a child, and child abuse. Gray did not report the abuse to the police and only told church elders. And, and I might say, I've been part of churches where they actually appeal to people not to go to the police. I don't know if that happened here. It's unclear whether Gray had already left her husband at the time of the sermon, but Gray did file for legal separation and restraining orders against David because of his continual abuse of her and her children for his alleged stalking and threatening to kill his family and himself. She also obtained a court order requiring David's visit with the children to be monitored. The restraining order limited him from coming within 100 yards of Gray. I'm going to finish this story. This is so important, folks, because I'm concerned there may be people within the sound of my voice in this kind of situation, and I want to address you. Stay with me. For the break, I was telling you about a situation that occurred at Grace Community Church, where John MacArthur is pastor. Bottom line here, they screwed this up. A man who is now in prison serving time for aggravated child molestation corporal injury to a child and child abuse they were insisting this woman go back to her abusive husband they were applying so-called church discipline in this situation now we told you the court order she had obtained requiring that the guy had to be monitored during the visits restraining order limited him from coming within 100 yards of gray. Church leaders told her she needed to suffer for Jesus and stay with her husband. This is the most dim-witted nonsense. And I want to speak to anybody within the sound of my voice. If you are in an abusive situation, first off, I don't care what the circumstance is, please get help and get out. Get away from your abuser. Do not negotiate with your abuser. Get away. If you need help with resources, there are plenty of resources around for help. If your church is not helping you, if you're getting counsel like this from your church to stay with an abusive person, please run away from that church just like you would your abuser because they are abusers as well by the way they engage you. I know people sometimes have a special sense of esteem for people in certain positions of power, even in churches. It is not deserved when people operate like this. You should feel no condemnation. You should feel absolutely nothing because this is not church discipline. This is abuse, it's another layer of abuse suffer for Jesus and stay with your husband why don't you go live with him in fact even now go live with him according to the Roy's report church members and staff also reportedly visited Grace Holmes sent her letters warning she would face church discipline if she did not obey the request of church elders to drop the restraining order against David and get back together with him what's been done to these folks I'm curious The Royce Report claims MacArthur never personally talked to Gray before his sermon. See, this is why I tell you, folks, there is no way on God's earth that someone can pastor people they do not know. Do not call someone your pastor who does not know you. That's a joke. And unfortunately, the joke is on us. This is, this is egregious on so many levels. Retired Los Angeles Police Department Detective Nancy Nelson, who investigated David Gray's case, said the church never reported David's abuse to authorities. Gray eventually reported the abuse to police in 2003. There's more to this story. In 2004, the associate pastor and assistant, Pastor MacArthur... Carrie Hardy was charged with two misdemeanors for failing to report child abuse and intimidating a witness. Hardy, whose case was dismissed in 2005, is no longer on staff. Another pastor, Bill Shannon, was not charged, but did have to appear at a hearing with the city attorney. Shannon is listed as a staff pastor on the church website. David had taught music and Bible to children at the church from 1994 to 2001. That is charming. His contract with the church not renewed in 2001. Also in 2001, David was hired by the L.A. Unified School District to teach music to elementary-aged kids. Worked in the school district until he was arrested in 2004, according to an LAPD press release. Just thought I would share this with you. I think this is so important. Uh, Some of you may think this is kind of an inside baseball sort of thing. It's not. across the board I I think it's so important I I'll just leave it there there are just so many situations like this of abuse and there should be no sanctuary for abuse or abusers and there should never be anyone who encourages someone to stay in an abusive situation so in any case as I've said before worst-case scenario you cannot find resources for help around you worst-case scenario send an email to me I'll be glad to find a resource for you for the help you need if you're in such a situation so important that we get this kind of thing right Vince I agree someone should leave if abused Is it biblically justified for divorce I'll say this that you know I believe that the scriptures clearly speak to if a person abandons another person we're called to peace it's that simple it's really not complicated at all this person is saying the church elders should have confronted the abuser you think And sadly, this happened here in Union County. Wife and kids left abusive husband. The court permitted supervised visits with the kids. One of the grandparents was the supervisor. During the last visit, the husband killed the wife and himself. Oh, my gosh. Makes you wonder if police should have been required at these meetings. These just send chills down my spine. They really do. Recently went through this with a young lady I know whose husband is a drug addict. Very serious. Bad effects on the kids. She said she took a vow. I told her to shake it off. Wake up. Boy, I sure hope, sure hope that uh, she listens to you. The message gets through. This person adds, this goes for men who are abused by women. It's not always men who are the abusers. Oh, isn't that the truth? I've heard stories. It's crazy, but it happens. Stay with us. And we're back on the Vince Coakley radio program. Final stretch of the broadcast. I want to tell you about a breaking news story. A very sad story. You may have heard about the journalist with Fox News Channel who was injured. We've learned this morning that Fox News cameraman Pierre Zakruski was actually killed in Ukraine. Fox News confirming that this morning. This is the incident that left the network's correspondent, Benjamin Hall, hospitalized. The CEO for Fox News saying, It's with great sadness and a heavy heart we share the news this morning regarding our beloved cameraman, Pierre Zakruski. Pierre was killed in Harenka, outside of Kiev. He was with Benjamin Hall yesterday news gathering when their vehicle was struck by incoming fire. Adding that he was a war zone photographer who covered nearly every international story for Fox News from Iraq to Afghanistan. Miss Scott in her notes talking about his passion and talent as a journalist unmatched. Adding he was wildly popular within the media industry throughout his lengthy tenure at Fox. Pierre was a constant in all of our international coverage. I like countless others always felt it. Extra sense of reassurance when arriving on the scene, seeing him with camera in hand. The legacy of his positive spirit, boundless energy, and eye for the story will carry on. Wow. Sobering. But at the same time, not surprising. This is clearly a war. We also have another piece of breaking news to tell you. The Slovakia government has now declared a state of emergency. I don't know the exact reason for that. I would suspect one major reason for that could be the presence of refugees. But that declaration has just been made in these very, very trying times in that region of the world. Time for us to take a look at the day in history as we uh, reach out to our good friend Lonzo. How are you doing today, man? I am well. Very good. We have a total of seven questions for you. The very first going all the way back to the year 44 B.C. 44. This person was assassinated by a group of Roman senators. I wonder who that was. Now push that button before it works. Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar is it's absolutely, positively correct. I knew you were going to use that line. 1820, this state entered the Union. I may have mentioned on this program, we took a family vacation there one summer. It's up in the Northeast. This was added as a result of the Missouri Compromise. It sounds odd that a Northeastern state would be added. Um... Not a very uh, exciting state. Delaware. No, this is actually Maine. 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 Either Um, one of them are very exciting. No, they aren't. I lived in Delaware three years. Not a pretty picture. I I am
1: impressed that I had to say Delaware or Maine. (laughs)
0: 1869, they have a different name now. But this became the first professional baseball team. This, I'll give you a hint because you need it. It was a team that was in the city of my birth.
1: Hmm.
0: Same state you're from.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I (laughs) can't
0: remember which. uh, I'm
1: going to go Cincinnati.
0: You're right. It was the Cincinnati Red Stockings. The first professional baseball team. And as you know, they later got rid of stockings and just the Cincinnati Reds it was now. A good
1: move. Yeah. Yeah, I think stockings.
0: Yeah, I don't think they would like stockings now. 1956. This starred this Broadway production starred Julie Andrews and Rex Harrison. What was it?
1: Uh, the Music Man.
0: Oh, no, it's My Fair Lady on Broadway.
1: um, I'm okay with not getting that.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with you not getting that, too. I won't say any (laughs) more. Lest I say something politically incorrect. Don't want to do that. (laughs) 1965, not that I would ever say anything politically incorrect. Me either. 1965, this first restaurant in this chain opened in New York City. At sixty third and first, um, it's um, it's a restaurant. They advertise a lot on TV, and they promote a day of the week.
1: Oh wow!
0: Um, it's in their name, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. I'm going through Monday, Tuesday, Monday, TGI Friday. Oh, TGIF. You're
0: right. Friday. It's TGI Fridays. Yep, yep, yep. I I didn't realize this restaurant was so new. 1965 is when the very first one opened. Used to have killer apps for cheap. Oh, okay. 1972, this movie opened in theaters. It's a mobster movie. Probably the mobsterest of the mobster movies. The Godfather. The Godfather, 1972. By the way, well, if I have time, I'll get to it. And in 1980... McDonald's test marketed this in Knoxville, Tennessee. They were so popular, the companies had to look for an additional supplier. What was this in 1980 that was supposedly so good? They don't impress me, by the way.
1: Uh, McRib.
0: No, it's McNuggets. Ah, oh, okay. I don't understand why those were so popular, but they are. And... Come on, man. Don't they be go.
1: McNuggets. They're good. They're tasty. <laughs> Something about that batter.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll let you have that one. By the way, I watched The Omen over the weekend again. Oh my goodness, I understood why that movie scared the crap out of me. Because it's back from the 70s. Um, would... Yeah,
1: the uh, sheet of glass is always a uh, wonderful oh, thing. Oh, goodness. it goes
0: rolling down it. Oh, yeah, that's a rough scene. Really suff, rough, rough. Scene. That's all the time we have here, folks. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Have yourselves a great day. Be safe out there. God bless you. Take care. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. At the clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at and t at tmobilecom slash across America.